back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. January 10th, 2022. Initiating coverage of Telesat with buy. $60 target, but new Leo Constellation offers 10x upside. Telesat is finally a public company with a simplified structure that provides investors with an opportunity to invest in Lightspeed, a new LEO satellite constellation targeting the global enterprise connectivity market. There are scenarios for Lightspeed and the monetization of Telesat's C-band spectrum that could result in Telesat's stock rising 10x from current levels. In the meantime, the stock is supported by a legacy geo-satellite business that generates steady free cash flow. We initiated coverage on the new equity with a buy rating and a $60 price target. New listing. Telesat recently completed its merger with Loral and is now a public company. The stock trades on both the NASDAQ and TSX. Prior to the merger, we recommended an investment at Loral, which owned 63% of Telesat. The LEO Opportunity Low Earth orbiting satellites circle the globe at an altitude of between 400 and 1600 miles. That is much closer to Earth than geosatellites, which orbit in a fixed position at an altitude of 22,000 miles. Being closer to the Earth, combined with improved technologies and lower launch costs, provide new LEO constellation with the tools to compete in broader market opportunities. Lightspeed. Telesat plans to operate 298 long-life LEO satellites to provide true pole-to-pole global coverage, by operating in both polar and inclined orbital planes. It will cost $5 billion to deploy, including $3 billion for the satellites themselves. The use of phase array antennas are expected to create 135,000 beams that direct capacity where needed. The satellites will be interconnected with high-capacity optical intersatellite links to move data more efficiently across its network. We then insert a quote from Telesat's February 9th of 21 press release, quote, Lightspeed has been optimized to serve the fast-growing broadband connectivity requirements of fixed and mobile network operators, aeronautical and maritime users, enterprise customers, and governments, close quotes. Target markets. The target markets for the Lightspeed constellation are government and enterprise applications. Telesat estimates the enterprise market will reach $190 billion in 2025. That target market differs from the direct-to-consumer opportunity that SpaceX's Starlink and Amazon's Kuiper are targeting. DTC does offer a larger market opportunity of $240 billion in 2025, but the competitive dynamics are more challenging. On February 9th of last year, Dan Goldberg told CNBC, This is not a consumer broadband play. We're one of the largest satellite operators in the world today, and we've been doing this for 50 years now but we've always been an enterprise kind of service provider. We know the the customer base. We know the markets. We collaborated with those customers when we conceived on this opportunity and designed the constellation. Supply chain causing slight delays. The initial commercialization of Lightspeed could be pushed out from Telesat's original target of 2023 based on supply chain issues with its manufacturing partner, Talis Alenia Space. This is likely to be a significant area of focus for investors. So positive news on the supply chain and progress with Talus offer a catalyst for the stock. However, the delay does not appear to be lengthy based on comments from one of Telesat's main suppliers. Here we added a quote from Mike Greenlee, MDA CEO, from November 12th of 21. 
Quote, we see these shifts as measurable in months or quarters, definitely not in years. They do not affect the total value of the contracts, and investors can be assured that nothing has gone away. Close quote. Leo funding. Telesat awaits one final piece to fully fund its light speed constellation, confirmed commitments from the export credit agencies. We expect these agreements to occur in conjunction with the resolution of supply chain delays. This clearly will result in even greater investor focus on the resolution of these delays. It's also notable that Telesat has secured $560 million of light speed capacity agreements from the governments of Canada and Ontario to subsidize service. The light speed opportunity. In its most recent presentation, Telesat indicated that it can capture 1% of a $430 billion total addressable market in year five of light speed operation. That implies revenue of $4.3 billion and EBITDA of $3.4 billion, assuming margins of 80%. We are more conservative, estimating that in five years from launch, Lightspeed captures less market share of a sub-segment of that TAM, and it does not hit its mature margins. Specifically, we estimate 0.8% market share of the $200 billion enterprise TAM and 73% margins. These more conservative assumptions imply revenue of $1.6 billion, an EBITDA of $1.2 billion. We value Lightspeed at $35. Our valuation is based on a 10-year discounted cash flow analysis. We estimate Lightspeed will generate $2.8 billion of revenue in 2032 based on 1.3% market share of the enterprise TAM. Our estimated free cash flow in that terminal year is $1.6 billion after fully taxing operating profits and assuming an 80% margin. The net present value of those estimates using a 10x terminal multiple of free cash flow and 15% discount rate imply $1.8 billion of target value or $35 per share of value for Telesat stock. Sizable upside for Lightspeed. Our $2.8 billion revenue estimate in year 10 is lower than the $4.3 billion five-year target provided by the company, as discussed above. To reach the company's five-year target, we would have to assume 2.5% market share of the future enterprise TAM. But that is in year 10, so perhaps the ultimate upside for Lightspeed in year 10 is $5 billion in revenue, representing 3% market share of the enterprise TAM. Those assumptions result in $140 per share value for Lightspeed alone, or $7 billion of net present value. Like all 10-year DCFs, the NPV is sensitive to assumptions. We provide sensitivity tables for terminal multiples and discount rates below. Here's how other changes would impact our valuation for Lightspeed. Increasing the margin in the terminal year by 500 basis points spits out a $40 value. Taking the terminal year revenue market share of 2% versus our estimate of 1.3 takes the price up to $78. As we noted above, terminal year revenue market share of 3% would give you $140 stock price. And increasing our assumption on TAM growth just by 100 basis points to 3% from 2% gets you to $43. If we combine these things, 3% TAM growth and 3% market share, that gets you to $155 just for the Lightspeed business. The legacy business offers $25 per share floor value for the stock. 
Telesat's legacy business is geo satellites that enable data, video, and voice services for a range of commercial and government customers. We expect legacy revenue and EBITDA to continue to decline in part because of the inevitability of a DISH DirecTV merger and the aging of the satellites. We expect the legacy business to generate $280 million of free cash flow, which at a 22% free cash flow yield supports $1.3 billion of equity value or $25 per share. This target valuation implies five and a half times our 2023 EBITDA estimate, a reasonable comparable to the group. If we assumed a 15% free cash flow yield, it would support a floor price of $36 per share to Telesat, increasing the implied EBITDA multiple to six and three quarter multiple, which is pushing the limit on what investors would tolerate for this legacy business. It's also possible we overestimated the tax rate on the $344 million of incentive payments Telesat expects to receive for its clearing the C-band spectrum in the United States. If it is not taxed, it adds $2 to our floor price of the stock and lifts the upside on the legacy business value to $38. C-band sale in Canada would provide further upside. Despite the government clawing back the lower 300 megahertz of C-band spectrum in Canada, we think it's still possible that Telesat could get approval to sell 100 megahertz of its remaining C-band holdings. The most recent spectrum sale in Canada was the 3.5 gigahertz auction that sold for $1.82 per megahertz pop, U.S. dollars. At $1.82 per megahertz pop, Telesat's auction proceeds would reach nearly $7 billion, or $133 per share. If we tax those proceeds, the per share value would still be $100 per share. Even if Telesat is only able to raise a clearing and incentive bonus of $0.15 per megahertz pop, which is similar to the U.S. C-band proceeds, it would result in $11 per share to Telesat. $60 price target. Our $60 price target is based on the sum of the parts valuation. We value the legacy business and U.S. C-band proceeds at $25 per share to create a floor value, based primarily on a 22% free cash flow yield, of the legacy business and implying five and a half times our 2023 EBITDA. We value the Lightspeed Leo business at $35 per share based on a 10-year DCF using a 15% discount rate and 10 times terminal multiple. Big upside. We laid out a number of upside scenarios above, so we thought it might be useful to aggregate them here given that it would add up to a 10-bagger on the stock. Start with $38 for the legacy geo business valued at a 15% free cash flow yield. Add on $155 for Lightspeed VAT being valued using a 3% terminal market share and using 3% TAM growth. Add another $100 for the sale of 100 megahertz of Canadian C-band spectrum at $1.82 per megahertz pop. And that adds up to upside potential of $293, 10x current levels. Leadership. Telesat is led by CEO Dan Goldberg, who has been CEO of Telesat since 2006. Dan joined Telesat from SES, where he was CEO of SES New Skies, following its acquisition. Dan was COO, and before that, GC, at New Skies, before the acquisition. Prior to New Skies, Dan was Associate General Counsel at Penamsat, and was attorney with several DC law firms. The deployment of Lightspeed is, e- is being led by Erwin Hudson, 
who has a long history in the satellite industry dating back to 1980. Irwin has been with Telesat since 2017 after spending 17 years at Viasat, which included 12 years as CTO of Wild Blue, prior to its acquisition by Viasat. He also previously worked for Loral and TRW Space and Electronics, which was acquired by Northrop Grumman. Risks. The risks to the legacy business include the end of the useful life of satellites in terms of their functionality and the revenue renegotiation on contracts that have been previously tied to their useful life. The decline in the pay TV market also increases the risks of non-renewals. That risk is elevated in the event of a merger of DirecTV and DISH, a deal that we believe could pass regulatory review under the Biden administration. Regulatory risk is always a factor for global business selling connectivity. Telesat is not receiving any proceeds from Canadians the Canada's C-band spectrum auction, and may not be reimbursed for clearing. There are obviously risks of competitive capacity from additional LEO satellite launches if those companies pivot to their models to Telesat's target markets. We do not believe terrestrial networks pose material risk to satellite connectivity. Thanks for your interest in Telesat. Let us know if you need a copy of the model or if you want to go through our assumptions uh, in greater detail. Have a great week, everybody.